Welcome, everyone, to the Take Control of Your Health podcast. This is Dr. Mercola bringing you the latest cutting-edge interviews to help you achieve optimal health. You can receive more information by subscribing to my free daily newsletter at Mercola.com. Because you won't find us on Google or Facebook, we respect your privacy and will continue to fight the Silicon Valley censorship. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get started with this week's latest program to help you and your family take control of your health. Welcome everyone. This is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today we are pleased to have a repeat guest, Francis Boyle, who has been on twice previously, uh, most notably at the beginning of all this craziness when we interviewed him for insights on the origins of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and the fact that it was likely a le- uh, not engin- uh, derived from nature, but was engineered in the lab. And at the time, any mention of that would get you thrown in deplat- thrown in jail and at least uh, social media jail or deplatformed. Uh, and of course, in the last early, since, since earlier this year, that of has become uh, known as the reality of what has happened, and uh, and uh, the uh, Dr. Boyle's uh, uh, investigations have been vindicated. So we're he's back with us to uh, explore some of the ways that uh, the strategies he's come up with with respect to how to. Um, prosecute these individuals for what they're doing because they're in complete direct violation of, of legislation or treaties that he's uh, written actually, uh, probably close to 50 years ago now or 40 years ago. So he's going to uh, enlighten us and give us more information about the details of that process. So welcome and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me on, uh, Dr. Mercola. And yes, okay. Uh, okay. you know, if I can I'm interrupt. Very- if I can interrupt, I'm sorry. I forgot to give your credentials. You're, you're, you're an attorney who's graduated magna cum laude from, from Harvard Law School, went to the University of Chicago in my neck of the woods when, when I was around that, there at that time, and uh, now are back at the University of Illinois, um, at, where you're full professor of law and have been for quite a number of decades, So, and, and obviously a pioneer in exposing the fraud of the the origin of the coronavirus. So I'm sorry for the interruption, but I just- I No, that's fine. To enlighten not, to toot, not to toot my own horn, but yes, I did draft the uh, US domestic implementing legislation for the uh, Biological Weapons Convention known as the Biological Warfare Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989 that was passed unanimously by both houses of the United States Congress and signed into law by President George Bush Sr. Uh, with the approval of the United States Department of uh, Justice. And I did want to thank you uh, profoundly for being one of the first uh, media people uh, to let me uh, appear on your program to point out that COVID-19 was in fact an offensive biological warfare uh, weapon with gain of function uh, properties that was existentially dangerous when, as you know, the entire uh, scientific uh, establishment here in America was discounting that and uh, saying that that was nothing more than a a conspiracy theory and uh, fake news. So I I wanna thank you for that. I thought it was a a public service, the two uh, previous interviews we did. Yeah, well, this is taking it a step further because Obviously, there's enormous crimes against humanity that have been committed uh, that will likely exceed the atrocities of World War II um, because of what's right been about that. Yes. Yeah. What's been implemented. And we so. can we can uh, go through that in more detail as as the interview progresses. Yes. OK, so I think in September you gave a presentation to some group and outlined a process where uh, a strategy, not so much a process, but a strategy that could be implemented to get this, the treaty that you wrote in force, because there is no way in this world that they will, the federal authorities will ever, 
ever seek to enforce that treaty because they are totally uh, captured. So you're, you have a strategy that focuses more on local attorney generals, state attorney generals. So can you summarize what you, that, that uh, plan is? Right. And, and you are correct. The, uh, the all federal authorities uh, uh, are in the tank here uh, with Biden and what I call these Frankenshots. There's no other word uh, for them. Years ago, when I did work with the uh, Council for Responsible Genetics, uh, they were uh, against uh, uh, biological weapons. I handled that. And they had another uh, key component against uh, genetically modified organisms for foods, which everyone called uh, uh, frankenfoods. So I thought it would be appropriate to call these uh, frankenshots and not, not dignify them with the word uh, vaccines, wherever you stand on uh, vaccines. But you're right, the, all the federal authorities are in the tank here for the uh, frankenshots. In my opinion, uh, that would also include uh, uh, federal uh, judges. Uh, they are part of the federal system. Uh, I've been appearing before uh, federal judges since 1982 on uh, matters of courage, integrity, and uh, principles. I can only think of one uh, federal judge uh, that, that gave us uh, a fair trial. So we're, we can't rely upon uh, federal judges to pull our chestnuts out of the fire. And that then gets me to the uh, 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by to the states, are reserved to the states, to the states respectively, or to the people. So we, in my opinion, cannot rely on federal judges to pull our chestnuts out of the fire. They're not gonna do it. So we have to do this ourselves. So my proposal uh, is this, that we have to, the American people at a state, local, uh, uh, community basis, have to go to our local prosecutors, that is state's attorneys, district attorneys, county attorneys, attorney generals, uh, any uh, uh, local prosecutor. Uh, and the last I read, there were well over 400 of these uh, in the countries. These local prosecutors are not part of the federal system. They have been empowered by the 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Uh, they are democratically elected by the people of their community. Federal judges are not elected by anyone. They're appointed by uh, uh, the president. Uh, and once they're on their, on their bench uh, with life tenure and they, uh, uh, they they, they can only be removed uh, by impeachment, which is almost uh, impossible, and their salaries cannot be uh, reduced. You know, they're like God Almighty up there uh, sitting on these uh, federal benches. Not so state, local prosecutors. They're accountable to the people of the community. So what I am uh, recommending uh, is uh, two steps. Uh, one on the uh, Frankenshots uh, and another on the uh, uh, COVID pandemic. And let me start with the uh, COVID pandemic uh, uh, first, the origins of the COVID pandemic. Um, I would recommend that uh, people uh, organize together in your community and go to all of your local uh, prosecutors. You, you know who they are. You voted for them and demand that they convene uh, a grand jury to seek the indictment of uh, those for murder and conspiracy to commit murder for those people who were responsible for COVID-19. Now, doctor, we've discussed this before, that uh, uh, article, SARS-like cluster of circulating back coronavirus pose threat for human emergence. And that is the smoking gun on who was behind uh, COVID-19. Who's on that contract? Uh, Menachery from the University of North Carolina, their BSL-3. Uh, uh, other people there uh, from the University of North Carolina, in, including uh, Barrick, 
we also know that Basic was working uh, with uh, with Barrett uh, on this uh, this entire uh, project. A person from the uh, Food and Drug Administration. Let me repeat that, Doctor. A person from the Food and Drug Administration. The Food and Drug Administration was involved in the research, development, and testing of COVID-19. These are the exact same people, the Food and Drug Administration, who are authorizing all of these Frankenshots, including last week for kids from 5 to 12, you know, trick or treat on America's youth. So <laughs> they developed this biological warfare weapon, and now they're approving all the Frankenshots. This is a one-two punch here against the American uh, people. I'm not going to go through the uh, foreign uh, institutes involved in this, but it also says on this exact same uh, uh, project, the Harvard Medical School. I, I repeat that, the Harvard Medical School. Well, I'm a triple uh, alumnus of Harvard Medical School, and there is Harvard Medical School involved in the research, development, and testing of COVID-19 and offensive biological warfare weapons. We also know that Harvard was a sponsoring institution of the Wuhan BSL-4. That Wuhan BSL-4 is China's fourth Dietrich. There's no doubt about it in my mind, okay? Uh, and what? Uh, who is the current director of the CDC? Biden's director of the CDC? Walensky. She is from the Harvard Medical School. You can't believe anything the CDC is, is telling you or Lewinsky is telling you. They're bald-faced liars, and they always have been. Indeed, the CDC has been involved in research, development, and testing of offensive biological warfare weapons. At least uh, I've been able to determine from official government documents uh, from the early 1980s. Okay? And they then, the CDC and Walensky then, have recently ratified uh, the FDA approval of the Frankenshots. Uh, the finally, well, then in addition, of course, on the uh, uh, SARS uh, project here is Zheng Li Li Shi, uh, the bat queen from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, China's fourth teacher. It says that right on there. They're all working in cahoots with each other. And also then, uh, if you read the footnotes of this article, uh, they are working with our own Fort Detrick. Okay? So they're all in cahoots. You have China's Fort Detrick. You have our Fort Detrick. You have the uh, uh, UNC BSL-3, Harvard Medical School, all working together uh, to uh, research, develop, and test, also with the Wuhan BSL-4 COVID-19. Who has funded all this? The contract makes it quite clear. It was funded by the National Institutes of Health, then directed by Francis Collins. Uh, he knew full well what was going on here. He was over there cooperating with China and the Wuhan BSL-4. Uh, and also NIA, National Institutes for Allergy and uh, Infectious Diseases, Tony Fauci, he's on here too. Uh, they were involved uh, in this. Indeed, uh, uh, it was the Reagan administration that first got involved in the abuse of DNA genetic engineering for uh, biological warfare weapons purposes that first compelled the Council for Responsible Genetics and me to uh, draft and lobby through Congress my Biological uh, Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989, approved unanimously by both houses of Congress and signed a law by Bush Sr. with the approval of the Department of Justice. And right at that time, Reagan, under the influence of his neoconservatives who believe in biological warfare and ethnic-specific biological warfare, put Tony Fauci in charge of this entire Nazi program. And about 95% of all this Nazi-type biological warfare research has been done by under the auspices of Tony Fauci. So 
what I am recommending here then is uh, uh, for everyone to uh, go to their local prosecutors, have them convene a grand jury and present the case for murder and conspiracy to commit murder to for everyone on this contract and including uh, Dasak, uh, who uh, uh, that's been reported, he's been working in cahoots with all of them uh, on this. Now, I was originally hired here uh, in 1978 to teach criminal law. And I taught criminal law for seven or eight years uh, until uh, I moved over to teach international uh, human rights law. But I still do uh, criminal work, both uh, uh, prosecution and, and defense. Um, and uh, at Anglo-American common law has a definition for murder that is applicable in uh, all states of the United States, except Louisiana that has the Napoleonic uh, Civil Code, and I, I haven't studied that. But all the other states have the Anglo-American uh, common law definition of murder. And that uh, definition is the unlawful killing of a human being with malice aforethought. All right, let's parse that down. Unlawful. All right, all these individuals I just mentioned here on this contract, uh, including uh, Dasek, were involved uh, in research, development, testing of uh, and, and stockpiling of biological warfare weapons in clear-cut violation of my Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989, killing of human beings. Doctor, you're free to disagree with me in good faith. We've had good faith disagreements before, but I think the, the number of Americans who have been, been killed, murdered uh, uh, by uh, COVID-19 uh, is, is well over a million. This is just a substantial uh, undercount, as, as far as I can tell. Well, uh, I, I, indeed, if I could, just, had, jump, yes, if I could go just ahead. Jump in. I do think it's over a million, but that would be if you included the those who have been killed by the you call Frankenshot, but I think Vladimir Zelenko more accurately calls it the kill shot, which is simpler and easier to remember. The because the kill shots clearly are. Two, three, four, five, even 500,000 people have died from it in the United States alone. The, the reason that you have to be careful about the COVID 19 deaths calculated by the CDC is that they, they perverted the definition of a death. So you could come down, you could have the, the a positive uh, PCR test and be, have, have terminal cancer or die in a motorcycle accident, you still be counted as a COVID death, which is not true. You died with COVID, not from it. So anyway, it's a, it's a mood issue. I think you're- right, Why is dealing with figures uh, uh, compiled and reported by the uh, fin Financial Times on excess deaths from uh, COVID? But- Isn't Financial, is financial Times a UK? Uh, UK, right. I, I subscribe to them to get a, a, but, a and they have, more they, perspective. They have stats but anyway, on I, Let me, we can disagree about the numbers, but in any- Well, case, it's still, it's a mood issue. It's still It's a mood million. issue, right. Yeah, yeah. So- um, uh, and then uh, with malice aforethought. Malice aforethought uh, is a legal term of art. Uh, it would take me three, four, five different class sessions uh, to, uh, you know, to uh, uh, go through it all. And I'm not going to do that here. But one element uh, or uh, uh, of malice aforethought is uh, uh, reckless endangerment of uh, human beings. And clearly, uh, they knew, if you read the uh, contracts and, and the studies, they knew all these people that I mentioned to you, including Fauci and Collins, who, by the way, just, just resigned because the proverbial murd was about to hit the fan on Collins, uh, pardon my French, uh, but uh, they knew that this gain-of-function work was existentially dangerous, and they did it anyway. Okay, and clearly that constitutes reckless endangerment of human beings, malice aforethought. And so you have all the elements there for murder and then conspiracy to commit murder. At common law, conspiracy is uh, two people getting uh, together to agree to a, do an unlawful act, violation of my uh, uh, statute, or a lawful act by illegal means. 
So I think we have all these people, at least, uh, for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And my advice is that if you have lost a, a loved one or a friend uh, uh, living in the territorial jurisdiction of any of these local prosecutors, they would have jurisdiction to convene a grand jury and seek an indictment, indictments for murder and conspiracy to commit murder against all of these people. Now, let me move on to the Franken. But before Council. you move on, I'm, I'm just sorry. Curious. Yes, go ahead. Who, who would you target as uh, the result of the grand jury indictments? Would it be the Fauci for sure, Peter Daszak, uh, probably Francis Collins, but are there any, any other specifics? Because you can't just generic, generically have this indictment. It has to be the specific individual. That's correct. And they've got 12 different people listed on, by name on this uh, contract at the UNC BSL-3. You are correct. Okay, so, Ralph so I would go after uh, all of them, including the Bat Queen, for uh, murder and conspiracy. But she's a murder. Chinese citizen. Right. That's, That's yeah. correct. But she did this here in the United States, so we would have jurisdiction over her. She, remember, they had her working at the UNC BSL-3, along mm -hmm. with Fort Detrick. Now, there are no names here for uh, Fort Detrick, so I can't really say who that would be. But you have uh, uh, all these names uh, listed on uh, the uh, okay. Article. So whoever's listed on that contract. That's right, and uh, Francis Collins uh, and uh, uh, Tony Fauci and uh, Peter Desek. Right, those would be the people I go after uh, to start. Okay. All right, good. Uh, now let's get on to the uh, Frankenshots. And again, I, you know, with all due respect, I prefer Frankenshots because uh, they're using uh, DNA genetic engineering. Uh, uh, the uh, M M uh, messenger RNA, et cetera, but call them what you want. Yes, they are kill shots. So I'm just analogizing. People are aware of what Franken foods are. Okay? Yeah, we we reposed uh, Franken foods. I did not handle that legal work for the Council for Responsible Genetics because I was busy doing biological warfare work. But I was fully aware of all the work, and I'm sure you were. That the council for, yeah, and, and, and for those who don't know that you were a real head ahead of the game because that work that you refer to was the absolute very first effort to put a halt and a block on this effort. That was the first professional effort. Nothing, nothing was done before that. That was in the eighties. I mean, the real work correct. to get done starting nineteen eighty three, doctor. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. They were the back then. They were first called group. the committee. They were the pioneers. And I point out. They had some of the top life scientists in the world involved in, in the council, Harvard, MIT, Sloan Kettering, uh, elsewhere. They lined up some of the top people in the world to oppose GMO food. They did the pioneering work. I'm sure you have probably in your library our, uh, our uh, newsletter, uh, Gene Watch. Uh, and uh, so I would read that uh, uh, to find out what they were doing there as well as the anti-biological warfare work that I was doing as well, sure. Mm -hmm. So well, uh, All right, so now to deal with the uh, Frankenshots, mm -hmm. uh, unlawful killing of human beings with malice aforethought. Okay, unlawful. Uh, here we have a blatant, obvious violation of the Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation, which is a Nuremberg crime that the United States government prosecuted Nazi doctors at Nuremberg and executed some of them. Uh, indeed, uh, you can read all this in the uh, uh, Nuremberg medical uh, doctor's uh, judgment. Indeed, I, I heard from some doctors say, well, this well, really uh, uh, destroys your credibility to say that the United States government actually executed doctors. And I said, you know, you never studied the Nuremberg uh, uh, medical doctor's case. The list of executed doctors is right there at the end. That's correct. Uh, and, and what we're seeing now with uh, these Frankenshots for children, you know, this is uh, Dr. Mengele at uh, Auschwitz uh, all over uh, again. That's where this Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation came from. Second uh, unlawful killing of human beings is the Nuremberg Charter Judgment and Principles 
the judgment uh, of uh, uh, 1945, sorry, the, the charter 1945, the judgment 1946, the principles of 1950, defining a crime against humanity. And you pointed this out, a crime against humanity. Yes, that is correct. In the Nuremberg Charter Judgment and Principles, a crime against humanity is defined in part as murder, extermination, or other inhumane acts committed against a civilian population. That's what's going on right now against the American population. And doctor, I should point out that provision in their crime against humanity was put in there to deal precisely and exactly with the uh, Nazi persecution of German Jewish citizens. Okay, that's exactly what the Biden administration today is doing to all American citizens. A crime against humanity as defined by the Nuremberg Charter, Judgment and Principles. And again, we executed Nazi leaders at Nuremberg for committing crimes against humanity in conjunction with either crimes against peace or, or war crimes. But since that time, the uh, connection there that you have to actually be in war uh, has been limited. So crimes against humanity stand on their own. You can also read this in the Rome Statute for the uh, International Criminal Court. Now, the United States government is not a party to the Rome Statute, but it, it simply reflects customary uh, uh, international criminal law today. All right. Uh, okay. killing of, go, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. You had, I'm sorry. You had a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Before we go on, I just want to wrap this point up because I'm curious, to the best of your knowledge, if any individuals have ever been prosecuted or even convicted under the Nuremberg trial or even the Helsinki uh, Act Accord. Well, I did defend the uh, Dr. Yolanda Hewitt Vaughan, who refused to give the uh, uh, Frankenshots uh, in Gulf War I for anthrax and uh, botulism. And uh, I came to her defense in uh, February of 1991. She was court-martialed uh, for this, uh, facing uh, five years. And uh, I helped defend her as part of the team and the expert on the Nuremberg Code of Medical Experimentation and also uh, Helsinki. And uh, we argued that quite extensively uh, in uh, her kangaroo court-martial uh, down at uh, Fort Leonard Wood, in which uh, I appeared uh, before uh, two satellite dishes uh, saying that Bush Sr., uh, Dick Cheney, the Secretary of Defense, uh, Colin Powell, uh, who's now been adulated all over the country, uh, and uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, have perpetrated a Nuremberg crime on our own troops mm -hmm. for violating the Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation. Uh, I, I was told that made, went out nationwide, made it all the way to the White House by a lawyer who was there, and they're all uh, uh, shaken up. Later on, Senator Jay Rockefeller held hearings on this, and he also accused Bush and the rest of them of committing a Nuremberg crime on our own troops. Now, at the time, we didn't know what, what the consequences would be, but within the next two years, uh, it came to my attention that uh, the, the Gulf War sickness that out of about, and, and the Pentagon still lies uh, about these figures, out of about 500,000 US troops inoculated with the, uh, these two uh, Frankenshots, uh, 11,000 were killed and 100,000 were disabled. And those were healthy young men and women in US Armed Forces. Well, you can extrapolate from there, uh, uh, doctor, uh, what, what's going to happen with these current Frankenshots that are even more dangerous than the Frankenshots during uh, Gulf War uh, One. 
uh, uh, the, the, the figures uh, are mind-blowing if you just sit down. And that is a floor. It is not a ceiling. Because the current Frankenshots are, in my opinion, are far more dangerous than oh, what I could that's, that's a whole separate discussion, but just to clear it up. So it, it, you, um, I guess, use this part of your defense for that soldier who was being prosecuted, the Nuremberg. He's a medical doctor. You know, I get, I get that, but yeah. from the best of your knowledge, that was a more of a defense. But no one's been specifically prosecuted under Nuremberg or Helsinki mm-hmm. since those treaties were enacted uh, s- subsequent to the actual Nuremberg trial itself. Not that I'm aware of, but they are still b- valid and binding and on the books. Yeah, yeah I know, but it's just so curious can... that you know, seventy right. years later, no one's been prosecuted under this treaty. No one. Not not that I am aware of, but the, yeah, the Hewitt, just, Doc, Captain Dr. Hewitt Vaughn case it is the one case I know where, you know, these these arguments uh, uh, were uh, made. There was another uh, case I was not involved in uh, 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 preventing uh, uh, mandatory anthrax shots on U.S. troops and a federal district judge did stop that. Um, but that's that's about it uh, uh, that, that I am aware of. No one's been prosecuted. But let me go back then to mm-hmm. the uh, Frankenshots, the third element, malice aforethought. All right, and here, one other uh, 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 element of malice aforethought is uh, inflicting uh, 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 an intention to inflict death or grievous bodily harm. All right, well, uh, let's give these people the benefit of the doubt, saying. Well, we didn't we didn't intend to kill anyone with uh, our Frankenshots. Well, okay, but you did intend to inflict grievous bodily harm on human beings, and it killed human beings, large numbers of them. Again, we do not have an, an exact estimate, and it could be, as you said, up several hundred thousand. We just don't know, but they clearly intended and knew that uh, this would inflict grievous bodily harm on human beings. Just look at the uh, uh, what, what they've already conceded and reported the adverse effects would be. Uh, the, the list is astounding. So they knew this and they did it anyway. So my uh, uh, position here then would be uh, if you believe you have lost a, a loved one or a friend, uh, as a result of the Frankenshots, uh, again, go into your local prosecutor and ask your local prosecutor uh, to pursue, uh, uh, before a grand jury, uh, indictments for murder and conspiracy to commit murder uh, against the uh, chief executive officer, chief operating officer, chief scientific uh, officer uh, for Pfizer, BioNTech. Uh, Moderna uh, and uh, Johnson and Johnson. By the way, J and J, the same people who gave us the uh, opioid uh, epidemic, uh, killing about about five hundred thousand Americans, and also gave us uh, uh, talcum in uh, baby as powder best, as best that, that has given women uh, cancer of the ovaries. So my advice again: seek uh, 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 these uh, uh, indictments for murder and conspiracy to commit murder, at least against those uh, three individuals at the top of uh, these these four companies whose uh, Frankenshots are now in circulation here. So, so if, if this strategy is to be effective, uh, it would be wise to empower the people who are doing this request to go with resources. So um, I have heard you mention in previous interviews that uh, there's a paper you have written that summarizes this strategy, but there's also a recent book. And is it, is it that, that goes into great detail with many references? And is, is it the, uh, yeah, let me get that book. search for the origin of COVID-19 book. Uh, uh, the one I just read, Mark, Mark said, what really happened in Wuhan? Okay. Uh, what really happened? Okay. There's a few. And I think uh, there's another book coming out. I haven't read it yet, but I, I think I, I read through this book. And I think she's got it all there. Uh, what what it, she didn't get the uh, arguments on the she didn't deal with the Frankenstein, but she has I think uh, a valid uh, summary 
of uh, all the uh, evidence uh, that has been uh, uh, compiled, I think, so far uh, uh, involving all these individuals for the first uh, set of indictments I called for, yes. As for the second, you know, I, I, I think uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, his uh, children's health defense, uh, uh, and you've done good work on this too. Uh, well, have Robert Kennedy, this information the best they can. Yeah, and he's written a new book that will be released after our interview uh, gets aired, uh, and that is. And that's the, correct. I listened to his uh, podcast on the book. Oh my and it gosh! Seems to me I've got, I've read the entire book. It's it's. I haven't it's, read the book yet. But. Yeah. Well, it was only given to about a half a dozen people pre-release, right. so I was fortunate to get it, and uh, it's beyond outstanding. It, it is an indictment for Anthony Fauci, and it is hard to imagine how he will not survive this exposure, and and it will result in a resignation. And you could tell. Rand Paul interviewed him yesterday, the day before with this interview, in Congress, and. You could just listen to his voice, but me even more importantly, you can view the hundreds and thousands of comments that, that that were posted on this YouTube video. And it was shocking because I didn't see one, not one that didn't agree that, that Fauci was a villain and that he should he should be, be indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Just speaking as a law professor, right? Yeah, he's a sociopath. And he, I mean he's he, just he clearly is, yes. There's so no anyway, about. I think his, as, days, his days are numbered. As, as I, I, and I'm, I, I don't have the book yet. I've ordered it and I did, I did uh, re listen to uh, RFK Jr.'s uh, podcast on it. But it seems to me there's going to be a lot more evidence from what you're telling me and what he oh, said in there. thousands of references. Support, He's... That will support what I've been saying here. Yes. And that yeah. can be uh, used. Uh, to uh, take to your state local uh, prosecutor to seek the uh, indictments that uh, I have recommended here today for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Likewise, I also want to point out this. As we know, Bill Gates is an investor uh, in BioNTech. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, uh, he's been very careful to stand back and stand out of this. Uh, but with the development of more uh, information as to what Gates was involved in, we very well might be able to pursue uh, uh, an indictment for conspiracy to commit murder. But right now, I'm just throwing that out here. Right now, I don't have all that evidence. And uh, uh, the, when the prosecutors convene grand juries, they can subpoena these people. And uh, Sabina Duchess do, do take them, not only show up themselves, but bring whatever evidence they have uh, uh, that, you know, their office files, uh, mm -hmm. their emails, uh, et cetera. Sure, that can be done. Um, so I think Gates needs to be considered. I'm not recommending he be indicted at this time because I, I haven't seen enough evidence there uh, implicating him. But since he is a, a, an investor, a well-known investor in bio- Yeah, well, Bo sure. Bobby Kennedy goes into detail, great detail in the book with Gates. Uh, and, right, and that's actually, my understanding. Even extension, even extension to Rockefeller, whose strategy he followed and, and implemented almost a century later, uh, because they had similar paths and they were both vilified uh, massively by the public and had incredibly poor public images until they shifted to philanthropy. Well, so as I know, the Rockefeller Foundation uh, always supported eugenics and yes. they were working in cahoots with the Nazis. And, you know, Doctor, I, I know the American people are probably going to find this hard to understand. But, you know, I've been studying Nazis, uh, uh, you know, not only in Harvard Law School, but I have a Ph.D. in political science from Harvard uh, Graduate School of Arts and Sciences, uh, where Harvard produced future professors of political science. I'm afraid what we're seeing here is just this Nazi mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's that simple. You said sociopath. I, I think it's clearly a Nazi mentality uh, at work here uh, among the uh, uh, highest level officials of this, of this country. And it's really going to be up to the uh, American people to, to stop this and, and bring them down at a state and local basis. I think that if we can even get one out of 400 local prosecutors to convene a grand jury and return indictments for uh, murder and conspiracy to commit murder, we this whole house of cards will collapse. 
Okay, I've got a question with respect to previous uh, strategies that have been implemented successfully. And one that comes out as a glaring example would be uh, the, the process used to essentially decimate the tobacco industry, which- um, Which industry? Oh, tobacco, yeah. Tobacco. So, I mean, they, they were successfully able to lie to the public on a consistent basis. And they, I can remember, and I'm sure you well do, when they had the five CEOs of the major tobacco companies testifying before Congress, and every one of them denied that A, tobacco was addictive, and then B, tobacco caused lung cancer. It was just shocking that they would do that. But nevertheless, there was a strategy that was deployed where there was a coalition of a, a large number of state attorney generals who got together and sued the tobacco tobacco companies. And that's what took them down. They literally were able to levy tens of billions of dollars of fines against them and, and implement warnings that are to this day on the back uh, pack, every package of cigarettes. So do you, is this, so the reason I'm mentioning that, and I'm sure you're from, more familiar with the, the legal details than I am, but is this a similar process that you're suggesting? No, not at all. Uh, first, I, I think, as you know, that took years to bring mm -hmm. down tobacco. Uh, and uh, fine. And we also know now today, yes, many uh, states' attorney generals are filing lawsuits, which I, I, it's a good thing. Fine. But the problem is they're, they're filing these lawsuits in federal court. And as I oh, told you, that's the problem. The, the federal judiciary, my you know, experience as a licensed attorney and having appeared in federal court since 1982, it's going to be a long time coming, if ever, before mm -hmm. we can stop uh, what's going on here and especially stop these Frankenshots from, you know, their okay. objective yeah. is to poison everyone in America with these things. This is a very, very important detail that literally escaped me. So and I'm sure it escaped most other people. So can you help everyone understand uh, the, the different processes that employ. So the regular state attorney generals who are filing these lawsuits, they're filing in federal courts. And as we've, at the beginning of this interview, we both agreed widely or uh, conclusively that that's not going to be effective because they've been captured. They've been captured completely by the industry. So it's got to go outside the system. So how does the local prosecutor do this? He just files it in, in his state or his local jurisdiction. They're filing these even in his, the grand juries? Even in his or her own county, right. Okay. That's it. All right. So that's so that, that is why I am. And please understand, I'm not criticizing any uh, 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 state attorney generals who are filing these lawsuits, uh, but it's going to take time. And regretfully, uh, doctor, uh, it will end up, these lawsuits will end up in the United States Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And given the uh, current uh, constituency or, or, or uh, uh, Judge justice is up there. I'm afraid they're going to uphold these things, except they, uh, uh, from from the few decisions that have come down, uh, will permit uh, uh, religious exemptions and medical exemptions. But at the end of the day, there I don't see them stopping the Frankenshots. No, so okay. that is the dilemma. I I, I applaud the uh, uh, state attorney generals who are now filing these lawsuits. That's great. Uh, I guess your governor down there uh, in Florida is involved in this. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm saying we cannot rely on the federal courts, uh, including the United States Supreme Court, the American people cannot, to pull our chestnuts out of the fire, because I don't think they're going to do it at the end of the day. Look at these uh, articles, these exposés in the Wall Street Journal, where you find out well over 130 uh, federal judges were unethically, unethically ruling on cases where they had investments involved, okay? So I, I don't really trust the federal judiciary at all to do the right thing here. I don't think the American people should. And you certainly can't trust the current U.S. Supreme Court that, you know, as I said, I think they will give a religion exemption uh, and, and a medical exemption but, you know, all the rest of us will get screwed okay. there at the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, th thank you for that clarification, because it's really an important distinction. So I have another question with respect to the funding of the SARS-CoV-2 uh, genetically engineered virus that has been, been inflicted upon the population of the, the global population. So 
you make a very compelling evidence that the United States has supported the research, and indeed they have. I don't think any anyone that is rational could refute that. But the other component is a position that I've come to appreciate from interviewing a, a, Ch a Chinese MD PhD virologist, uh, Li Men Yan, Li Ming Yan, uh, and she really had some interesting components because she she grew up in that system and she was in directly involved with that research and she, and she actually defected to the united states out of hong kong and uh, they've been trying to uh, she, she refers to disappear ever since uh, for her stating her beliefs but the, her position is that the, the Chinese were the primary funders of this, that, they, that, that their intention and their desire was to wipe out the United States and the collateral damage to the rest of the world is fine, but their primary target was the United States. And it, it appears that the United States, because the, the United States contribution to the funding was relatively small to what the Chinese inputted. So I'm wondering if you look deeply into that and have any, uh, offer any opinions on it. I, I've read her uh, paper, yes. And uh, let me say this, uh, clearly China was research, develop, testing, stockpile, existentially dangerous biological warfare weapons. And uh, the Wuhan BSL-4 was their first Fort Dietrich. And by the way, uh, uh, the uh, Bequi went to uh, our uh, BSL-4 at Galveston, which I've condemned before, uh, to get training on how to run uh, their uh, BSL for uh, their own Fort Detrick. So yes, uh, we. what happened, uh, doctor, was this. When the Reagan administration heavily got into DNA genetically engineering biological warfare weapons, it set off an offensive biological warfare weapons race around the world. Uh, uh, I've never had work for the United States government. I've never had a security clearance. I've never had uh, access to uh, classified information. Everything you needed to know was all out there in the public record if you looked at it. And so what happened here, I believe, under President Xi was that you know he wanted his own uh, Fort Detrick. Uh, he wanted to play with the big boys. And yes, so they put large amounts of money into research, development, and testing of offensive biological warfare weapons, without a doubt, and COVID-19 was one of them. That's correct. Now, I, again, doctor, uh, uh, disagree with this Chinese scientist. So far, I have not seen the evidence that uh, China uh, deliberately unleashed this. I still uh, go along with our original discussion. I believe that this was a leak out of the Wuhan BSL-4, the Wuhan complex. All of these BSL-4s leak, every one of them, mm -hmm. uh, including our own Fort Dietrich. And indeed, if you are interested, doctor, uh, there is a, a video available online, a doc documentary by uh, 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 Cohn and Nadler, Anthrax Wars going through the existential dangers of BSL-3s and BSL-4s. I believe this is two, 2009. I served as a, a consultant uh, to them on this. Uh, it won you know, awards. And uh, uh, I was in there and I conclude, it, I'm the last shot in there, and I say, this is a catastrophe waiting to happen, okay? Uh, the BSL-3s and the BSL-4s is what I was referring to, that they were all involved in research, development, and testing of uh, biological warfare weapons. Well, it happened in China. Um, what can I say? So I, I still have not seen the evidence that you know China uh, uh, deliberately unleashed this. Uh, well, but uh, I'm keeping my mind open, but I haven't yeah. seen it. I'm so not, right no. now, I'm dealing with the theory that Yes, they were involved, and this was this was criminal. Uh, here, here, the, the, the crux of the question wasn't so much if they intentionally released it. That's you know sort of not relevant to the, the central issue, which was the primary funder of the research. That's correct. Her her contention was that Chinese, the China, contributed far more than the United States did, yes. and because it was their intention. Now, I, I actually 
in our, my interview, we, we didn't really, I don't recall really discussing the intentional release versus, versus accidental I, lab leak. Uh, well, but, I did read her paper on this and that's the only part I disagreed with. Okay, so uh, that, yeah, no, no one's got 100% of it, it, but she seemed like really sincere and right. you know very little limited reason. I accepted to, the rest of her argument, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so that, it's interesting then. So from your perspective and hers, China really had this design. It wasn't like the US came in there and said, let's just design this. They were already going for it and they just participated. They in did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 the Bat Queen took uh, a uh, uh, this uh, synthetic biological warfare agent uh, uh, with uh, synthetic biology over to the uh, UNC BSL-3 to give it gain-of-function uh, property. Mm -hmm. So you're right. But of course, doctor, we do the exact same thing there uh, for Dietrich. So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Chinese and the, the British do it in Port Down, and the Israelis do it, and the French do it, and the Germans do it. Uh, the, the major military powers are all heavily into uh, uh, developing an offensive biological warfare weapons industry. Indeed, if, if you read what, what has happened here in the United States, it, it, uh, it's very similar to what uh, we had uh, before the Biological Weapons Convention. Seymour Martin Hirsch uh, had a book about 1968 uh, exposing uh, everyone involved in the U.S. biological warfare weapons industry at that time when technically it was not illegal. That industry has been reestablished here in the United States. The British have it, the French have it, the Germans have it, the Israelis have it. The Israelis are not a party of the Biological Weapons Convention. And China has uh, uh, followed lockstep with it, sure. Okay, so let's get back to your central thesis and argument, which is your proposal to catalyze a movement to convince a number of the local uh, uh, st uh, elected uh, attorney generals and district attorneys to file or m make a motion for a grand jury to indict these criminals for the millions of people they killed or will kill. So it, in my view, it seems best for not to do that by yourself, but to find a few friends in your local community because there's, you know, they're, they're, they can understand that there's a number of people in their community that are, are interested in this. And they're not just dismiss you as a local crackpot, especially if there's someone who's bought the media propaganda on this topic. So once you find a few people in your area and identify the, the uh, attorney that is going to be responsible for, for doing this filing, what, how would, what process or strategy would you recommend or, or endorse? I mean, how, how do they even go about finding the responsible individual? Because I guess there's several levels. You can do it at the local, the county, uh, and th if there's a level above that, uh, the state, of course, um, to, to identify these individuals and how would they go about beginning the communication and putting together a formal proposal or plan of action? Sure, they're on your ballots <laughs> when you vote. Uh, all you have to do is look at uh, who's running for. Yeah, but we don't uh, keep uh, our ballots, right? We look at right, we look at them you briefly. Can, and you can just. About. You can call that up on, on the internet, uh, okay. the old ballot, the recent ballot. Who were you voting for? That's the beauty of this, that uh, you elected these people and they are accountable to you and you pay their salaries and you can diselect them if they don't do what you want them to do. So you need a, a core of people in that community. Mm -hmm. uh, to go in and personally, you know, emails don't do it between you and me. I'm a lawyer. No, okay. I pay attention to emails, but anything serious, I expect, you know, to talk face to face, person to person. So you set up a meeting, you go in, you talk to this person, you, you can bring in the book, you can bring in my uh, uh, lecture that I sent you, uh, you can bring in this video and say, we want you to convene a grand jury and present this evidence. And of course, it will be for the grand jury to decide whether or not to return an indictment for murder and conspiracy to commit murder against anyone. Fine, if the grand jury doesn't uh, uh, return an indictment, well, they don't. But uh, you know, the old saying goes that a prosecutor can 
uh, get a grand jury to uh, indict a ham, a ham sandwich uh, if the prosecutor wants to. So I think the prosecutor then at that point will say, okay, I'll look into this. They've got a staff. They can get together the evidence uh, and, and convene the grand jury. Indeed, if, if you are interested, doctor, I'm a, I'm a political independent. I have been for my entire uh, career because I, I figured that's the only way I could do this work. Um, the House Minority uh, Intelligence Committee uh, recently produced a report on this. And I read through this report, and they have everything in there uh, on the uh, origins of uh, COVID-19. So uh, that is uh, another uh, source. Now, maybe a Democratic prosecutor would reject that. But, you know, there are a lot of Republican prosecutors uh, around the uh, country who I think would, would pay attention to this uh, latest House Minority Intelligence Report on the uh, origins of COVID-19. And then they have a staff and go out there and dig up the, other, the evidence that is clearly out there in, in the public record. Sure. And we'll, we'll now have Bobby Kennedy well, Jr.'s uh, book as well. Yeah. So that's, that you bring up a good point because while this clearly is not a partisan issue, it would seem that the likelihood of success is far higher for those who are, if the, if the, the attorney they're seeking to convince is a Republican versus a Democrat, uh, or, you know, more generically, someone who's bought the propaganda, but the percentages of people who brought the propaganda are much higher in the Democratic Party than the Republican. I mean, that's very, very clear. So if you're just going by odds, you know, you're like, it seems like you're more likely to be successful in a red district than a, than a blue. So I think you're right on that. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, our local district attorney here, she's a Democrat, so I don't think she'd really be doing it. Yeah, well, you're, uh, you're, in, you're in a strong blue community with Illinois. Well, I, I regret to say our uh, Governor Pritzker, you know, he's gone full Nazi here. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. Oh, and the Chicago uh, mayor is probably even worse. Chicago right. mayor but, is probably worse. You know, you, you now have, uh, you know, just read the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, hey, there's an associated. Uh, a press report this morning I read of all the uh, attorney generals of the states now filing lawsuits in, in federal court uh, against this. Well, I'm saying, fine, those are states, then you should also go to your uh, local prosecutors. Uh, I don't really see it happening here well, in my district. Let, let, me, let me walk this back a step because I think it may be effective and because you've already got a number of states and I don't know the exact number, but I believe it's more than 20. If not, it's very close to 20 that have filed these lawsuits in federal court. Wouldn't it make sense to parallel process and multitask and also file it in their own jurisdiction outside of the federal bureaucracy? I, I Doctor, that could be done too. But I think if you're going to do something uh, at, at a state and local basis, it should be to go for the indictments for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah, I, I agree. That but, will but, really what, get everyone's what, attention. Wouldn't right? it make more sense to hit the state attorney generals that have al already convinced to, to also apply this strategy and do it locally with the understanding that it's highly likely they're going to be roadblocked by the federal system? Well, the problem here is that um, the uh, current, the, the OSHA regulations that uh, uh, Biden just put out, mm -hmm. uh, they're taking the position that uh, federal law will um, supersede uh, state law in trying to, in this whole area. Um, and that is a, a problem you have under the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution suing. Well, that's for the mandates, but it doesn't apply right. to the grand jury indictments for murder. No, of course not. No. So uh, that's what I'm saying at, at the state local level. I think the best thing that came Yeah, I agree. But I, that's what I'm level. saying that the, 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 the attorney generals who are filing these, these lawsuits in the federal judiciary, the federal law system, uh, shouldn't they concurrently file in their own state these indictments for or the, the, the they should pursue you don't yeah, so they should, that, that would be that would be a no brainer file right technically you don't I, I I misunderstood what you were saying technically you don't uh, file in indictments you seek yeah, an indictment before a grand jury yes right yeah. they should do that yes they all okay. should 
So it would seem to me, if you're in one of those lucky states where the state attorney general has filed the lawsuit for the mandate, then that that attorney general is ripe for harvesting and to convince him to call a grand jury to indict these criminals for murder. That's right. But I don't live in one of those states. Yeah, but a lot of our viewers do. They do. And that would be my advice. that, That could be a ticket because you've already got 20 high level state attorneys or so, and maybe more. I just don't know the number. I can't recall that they're on board with this. But these are the these are the guys who would be up for convening a grand jury in their own state outside the system. Yes, that is a winning strategy. Yes. All right. (laughs) I'm glad we solved this problem. (laughs) Well, we started to solve. What can I say? Yeah, I know, but it's but just, I think you've got to get, the, got to work out the details because the implementation is so important. And, right. you know, if you have someone in a strongly democratic jurisdiction and they're trying to get their local county pers- uh, attorney, attorney, uh, DA, district attorney to file something, it ain't going to happen. So you've got to be, so. you've got, you got to limit, you have to, everyone has limited resources, time being the most significant, but if you've, you've got essentially an opportunity. It's a massive opportunity. And there's, we'll identify the specific states when we write this article. So they'll be in there right. and give people and encourage people in those states to, 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 to uh, catalyze this process. So I think it's really important. Right. That's why I'm appearing here uh, today with you, I guess, for the past hour now to uh, articulate this uh, in a language that common, ordinary, everyday Americans can understand. I've tried to stay out of a lot of uh, legalese or anything like that. I have had to use a few legal terms, but I think so, it could be understood. It, I, I'm suspicious that you would be open and willing to serve as a consultant for those who are willing, or not willing, but are successful at uh, engaging with the state attorney generals to file or to issue these uh, calls for convening the grand juries if they need. Right. I've been asked system. for help ever uh, on uh, uh, this matter ever since I first blew the whistle January 24, okay. 2020, that COVID-19 was an offensive biological warfare weapon leaked out of that uh, Wuhan BSL-4. And all BSL-3s and BSL-4s around the world need to be immediately shut down. You'll mm-hmm. see, doctor, they're already talking about the next pandemic, right? Where's the oh, next sure. pandemic going to come from? Their own BSL-3s and their BSL-4s and their offensive biological warfare program that have been in operation under Fauci and Reagan. That's how far back. That's where the next pandemic is coming from. And we have to shut down all these BSL-3s and BSL-4s immediately. Yes. Yeah, that that is a big step. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've got some other bigger ones, I think, before then, though, be like stopping the killing of the majority of the United States population. Um, I agree with you on that, too. Yeah, because it's like a one-two punch. I mean, we're going to be, now. If, if, even if it doesn't kill you, it's permanently impairing your immune response, making you far more susceptible to any future exposure to these pernicious lab-engineered viruses. So you're, As I told weak- you, on, you're weakening your system. On the go for Frankenshots, um, uh, one-fifth disability, and they were uh, far less dangerous than what we're dealing with here. That's correct. Yeah. Well, so it's, uh, I think it's, it's encouraging. That there, is a, there is a reasonable, rational strategy that don't think would require a lot of time and effort, certainly some, to go forward and meet with these, I mean, you, you provided the outline for it, but really another important component is to meet with these right. uh, attorneys in person. This not right. just this is not an email campaign, folks. No. You need to connect with them personally, and right. hopefully uh, identify individuals in your local community who are very eloquent, articulate, and knowledgeable right. about the facts. Because the, you know, otherwise they're going to dismiss you easily, even though you're right. Right. So you need to have an eloquent uh, communicator on your team right. that can engage in the dialogue. So uh, right. I think this is this is a reasonably good strategy, and I thank you for coming up with it. It's uh, but it takes guys like you to figure this thing out. Well, thank you very much for uh, having me on. My best to your uh, audience. Sure.
Okay. Any other any other words of wisdom you'd like to share with us? Well, I think I've given everything I can, except you know we we have to act uh, immediately as soon as possible to stop this uh, uh, Nazi insanity that is being imposed on the American people by the Biden administration. Um, yeah, and yeah. they know what they're doing there. His his Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, was behind me at Harvard Law School, and he was President Obama's uh, Ebola czar. Okay, and Obama too was behind me at Harvard Law School. All right, and Klain was personally handled the cover-up of the fact that the Black West African Ebola pandemic started out by the testing of experimental uh, uh, Ebola vaccines in violation of the Nuremberg Code of Medical Experimentation that came out of the United States government's own Kenema BSL-4. And Klain covered all that up uh, for, for Obama. And he is now Biden's chief of staff. So that it, you know, it's, it's very, uh, a very dangerous situation. This guy knows exactly what he is doing. He has done it, done it before. Yes, indeed. Challenging times for sure, but they present an opportunity for individuals to uh, really come up and to the forefront and make a dent. There's plenty of opportunity up there. So right. thank you for helping provide a, a rational uh practical strategy that seems to have great potential for making a dent in the craziness that we're going through. Well, thanks. And please keep up uh, your good work, especially now having on three times to <laughs> try to explain to the American people uh, what, what is really going on here. And what well, you did, you did successfully the first time you were, this was one of the first major interviews that got out there to exposing the fraud. I mean, literally, it was one of the first. I know you had been on other shows before, but we have a bigger, bigger reach. I mean, we go to like 30 million people a month. So that's a pretty significant penetration. Right. So uh, the, a lot of people are going to hear this message, I can assure you. Good. All Thanks right. So. Well, thanks for all your efforts. All right. Thank you, doctor. You keep up the good work, right. too. Thanks. Bye-bye.